0: Moncrief on News Talk. Murray right, Lavery joins us once again. Afternoon, Murray. Good afternoon, Sean. Rao, right, the sun has been shining for the past few days, so you have nothing to moan about now. Oh, absolutely, not a thing to moan about. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was talking to you last week, we just kind of come in to the end show of a period of really wet and miserable cold weather. And sideage making was a few weeks behind. Farmers were having to put their to stretch the grass by feeding cereals. There was some cows being put in overnight so they wouldn't make mush of the fields. There was other people bringing fresh grass to the cows. And then the clink appeared in the weather five days of settled weather were promised. And for farmers, I can absolutely assure you that was the start and go into the most stressful week of the year. And the reason why? Well, most farmers don't own their silage rigs. These are the mm. all the bits of equipment. That's, I, I wouldn't like to think the value of what they put on the road, those contractors. There must be millions of euros worth of, of, of equipment. And so they depend on the contractors anyway, the farmers, to get the, the silage done. So you can imagine the phones. They were hopping. They tried to pin, farmers trying to pin down the contractors. You have to come now at once, immediately. There was just this window. So it's a huge balancing act for contractors. Who did they let down? do they not go to first who do they go to is it the people who always pay them is it the people where the you know the land is easy to manage so that was the question they had to deal with and then of course even if they come to you what can happen is you can get a breakdown then parts have to be got and the queue of unhappy farmers grows longer and the stress levels rocket rocket now you have to see it to believe it because people do get so stressed in the meantime the Metairn weather app is burning up as farmers and contractors <laughs> are fretting about the weather and they keep checking it. Will it rain? Will I cut it? Can I, can I cut it at the optimum time? There's a right time of the day to cut silage to make sure the sugars are right. Will you cut it? If it needs to go down on the ground, it needs to wilt a few days or two days maybe um, to make the, really the best silage that you can. You can't be putting wet silage into silage pits or into sheds. It doesn't, doesn't work. You've got bad feed for the winter. So, um, what, what, will there be time to, yeah, as I said, will there be time to wilt it before the rain comes? Will the rain come too soon? So, last weekend, when every sane person in the country was at the beach or sunning themselves, farmers and contractors were fin- frantically trying to get the silage made. And you can see their work, if you're doing any driving in the countryside over the next few days, you'll see all these creamy coloured fields shorn of their crop. So, that's where the silage got made. Yeah. And you probably met a silage You could hardly avoid meeting them actually, or a bail wrapper on the road. And you may have cursed them for delaying you for a few minutes. But spare a pot thought for them. Yeah. And spare a thought too for the many for whom the rain came too soon. So there's people now looking out at their fields with the silage on the ground and it's deteriorating every hour and the rain is pouring down on it. Oh, because there's the, rain coming up from the south as we speak. Listen, so, so, uh, it has been piddling rain here most of yesterday and last night and all today. So being, you, we've been getting this while the sun was shining yesterday in the east coast. It was certainly not doing it down here in the southwest. And the, the so the crop is now on the ground, they can't pick it up because it's wet, they have to wait until it dries out, so that means they have to wait until the weather is uh, looking good, and it's not looking good. So um, at least the ones who didn't get it cut can still, still fight another day, it might be getting stemmy, the food value mightn't be as good but at least it's not flat on the ground with the rain pouring down oh on it. Oh God, that'd be heartbreaking. That really would yeah, be well heartbreaking. It, 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 but I, I don't think I could even stress enough, you know, this is all next winter's feed. Mm. And the quality of it, it's like having, a, you know... A, uh, you know a, a nice cake or whatever you know you want it to be as good as it possibly can be so there's optimum times to cut and optimum length of time to leave it in the field and bring it in nice and dry into the shed or in as bays and it just didn't there's a bunch of farmers that got there and got it done in time but there's a whole bunch of others who've got caught midstream and there's more who are still waiting to get started. Oh god. They, 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 those farmers must be the good payers. Uh now you were talking <laughs> you were talking about uh, uh, blackgrass. A uh, Glanbia have taken action about this. Yes, they have. Yeah, the blackgrass thing. I mean this is scary stuff for cereal farmers. And I, I really, it is actually scary because of even, you know, the actions that have been taken so far. Land B is a big co-op. Um, you know, you've seen the co-op stores all around the country. Uh, well, especially on the east East Coast, anyway. And they've temporarily suspended the sale of certain categories of wildflower seeds until it receives confirmation that the seeds are free from black grass. Now, black grass is really bad news if you're growing cereals. It can absolutely destroy the fields within a matter of a couple of years. They won't be fit to sow anything anything into them. And um, so Glanby, they're working with their wildflower seed supplier and they're offering full refunds to customers who return the product. So if you haven't planted the, the, this wildflower mix, um, get it back to Dlambea to and they'll give you your money back. Right. Um, the perfect. Irish, people are asking like, why, why are, is this happening? Like, you know, we have ponticum, which are the rhododendrons down in Killarney. So they're an invasive species. Uh, an inv- invasive spe- species. You also have the likes of the giant hogweed weed, the Japanese knotweed, they all came in as kind of decorative stuff and then they went mad. But the um, the Irish Seed Traders, Asso- Trade Association, uh, which represents all the seed trade and the licensed seed assemblers in Ireland, they have called on its members where there's any issues identified to cease the sale of the contaminated wildflower mixes and inspect the areas that are sown to date. So we can still check out and get rid of it before it gets hold and they are asking for new controls. For wildflowers and other seed mixes. There's no EU government directives governing wildflower seed mixes, and, um, and that means that you can't actually fully certify them like you can other seeds. So this needs to be done. And I asked uh, ISTA, um, the, the people representing the seed trade, they want um, the public and retailers to commit to using se- uh, and selling seed that's been produced in Ireland. And is free from these invasive weeds. Yeah. Mar- so if you're buying wildflower seeds, make sure they're bought in Ireland. We don't need to be bringing in the equivalent of um, joint hogweed and Japanese knotweed, and certainly blackgrass ranks up there with being as invasive and even more dangerous to the cereal crop in this country. Absolutely, uh, Marie. Thanks, a million, for uh, speaking with us today. That was uh, uh, Marie de Lavery. Now, Moncrief on News Talk.